welcome to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. Our message today is Worldviews, Part 1, by Evangelist Stu Miller. Today we're going to be talking about worldviews. Worldviews is a fascinating topic. I don't know whether you've looked up much at, at worldviews, but worldviews uh, impact all of our lives, whether we know what it is or not. The worldview that you have is the lens in which you see the world. Uh, it's the reason that you say the things that you say, that you do the things that you do, that vote the way that you do, uh, believe morally the way that you do. All, it affects our whole lives. Worldviews are incredibly important. And uh, so let's have a, have a look at worldviews. Some of us might wonder when you're having a conversation with someone, particularly about Jesus and about life, why you feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall. Anyone had that sort of conversation before? I've had many of them before in my life. And you think, why are they not getting it? Why are they not understanding what we're talking about here? <laughs> but if they're coming from a very different worldview than you, then sometimes you're talking cross-purposes. And so I think it's really important for us to understand different worldviews so that we can have more compassion uh, for people and um, we can actually communicate more effectively because we understand where they're coming from a bit more. Now, the way that we think, the things that we do, the decisions we make are all based on our worldview. Our belief system is the foundation of who we believe we are and for all that we do. So it's a pretty important thing. Now, I would say it's pretty important. Uh, let's have a look at a, a, a verse. You probably haven't heard of this verse before, John 3.16. Uh, not very common at all. <laughs> but we look at a verse like that and we often breeze over it, but for God so loved the world that he sent his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Worldview is so critical that your belief system is the difference between heaven and hell. Your whole eternity rests on your worldview. It's not just, oh, well, you've got your worldview and I've got my worldview and, you know, we can, we can agree to disagree on things, you know. And there's many things that we can agree to disagree but there are some critical things that make a massive difference, like what we believe about Jesus. Do we believe in Jesus? God loved us so much that even though we've all broken God's laws, we've lied, we've cheated, we've hated, we've stolen, the things that we think, our wrong attitudes, God sees it all. He's a holy God, a perfect God. He sees everything we do and say, and even when we do the right things for the wrong motives, he still sees that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? All of us have broken his laws. All of us, if we were to face God, a holy God on judgment day, would fall short of his standards. None of us deserve to get into heaven, a perfect place. We would pollute heaven. Heaven would just end up like earth. And yet God and his love for us did what? He sent his only son, Jesus. So instead of us having to pay the punishment for the things that we've done wrong, he sent Jesus to die on the cross, to be punished in our place, to pay the punishment so that we could have everlasting life. But there's a condition. Just because Jesus has died on the cross doesn't mean that everyone's on their way to heaven. He's paid the punishment for us. He's offering us a gift of eternal life. But we've got to do something. We need to believe. Now, that word believe in the Greek doesn't mean just uh, you believe God exists. It doesn't, you know, like even the devil believes God exists. You know what I mean? <laughs> Lots of people believe in God. 
but it doesn't mean that they believe in who Jesus is. That word believe means to cling to, to trust in, to put your hope in. It's like to surrender your life over to Jesus. It's to say, Jesus, I believe in who you are. You've been around a hang of a lot longer than I have, like eternally longer, (laughs) right? You know what's best for my life. I'm going to surrender my life over to you. I'm going to put my life in your hands because I really believe in you. See, there's a big difference between I believe in God or that. You know what I'm saying? And if you haven't surrendered your life to Jesus Christ, I'd encourage you to do that. Believe in him. Put your faith in him. Surrender your life over to him. And as you do that, he promises you forgiveness and eternal life. That Our worldview, our belief system, putting our faith in Jesus Christ makes a massive difference to all of our eternity. It's huge. Now, in our world... A lot of people are trying to sort out the problems in our world. We've got massive problems in a whole lot of areas. We've got one of the highest rates of the world in, in youth suicide. We've got prisons that are, are getting overpopulated. You know, I, I go into prisons. Some of them, the guys say that sometimes they sleep on the floor because there's not enough beds. You know? There's too many people going into prison. The, the crime is too high. We've got huge problems. I mean, I don't need to go into it. You're aware of it, Right. We've got problems in our world, and we're trying to curb the behavior of people, but it's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, the police, our our prison systems, our justice systems, all these sort of things are there to try and curb people's behavior and control people into society to act in a certain way, right? But the way that we act, our behavior, is based on our values. That's true, isn't it? What we do is based on our values. If we value something, it's important. If integrity is important to you, then that's going to reflect in your behavior. Is that right? But our values are based on our worldview. Our behavior is shaped by our values, which are ultimately built on the foundation of our worldview. So what we believe at a fundamental level, at at a worldview level, makes a massive difference. And I believe if we want to see a changed world, You can try and put a a band-aid over their behavior. You can try and get police to make people comply. Or you can change it at the base level, the worldview level. And if people change there, then their values change. And therefore their behavior changes. And we don't need to police anyone. Wouldn't it be great not to have a police force? Because everyone had a Christian worldview, a worldview that believed in doing good for one another, loving one another as Christ loved us. Do, you know, doing unto others as they would have, as you'd have them do unto you. The Christian principles that we have, if we had those, would we need a police force? Would we need locks on our doors? What a different world it will be. I think we're talking about heaven here, aren't we? <laughs> Heaven's going to be like that. What a wonderful thing if we can change the worldview. What we believe affects what we do. And how we live. They say a, 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 a picture speaks a thousand words. The people who drove those planes into the Twin Towers believed in what they were doing. They believed it was right. According to their worldview, doing that was martyring themselves for their cause. They believed so strongly in it that they were willing to give up their lives. We look at it and we think, that is horrific. Look at how many people they killed. That is a terrible, terrible, evil thing to do. Yet for them, 
It was a natural thing for them to do based on their worldview. The problem is the worldview. If we want to see a different world, we've got to see a different worldview. We've got to see a change in people's hearts and belief systems. And to do that, people need to be converted. They need to become born again. When we're born again, we're a new creation. We're a different person, right? Our life has changed. Now, how many testimonies have you heard of someone who used to be a, a drug addict and, and you know, uh, an abuser and used to, you know, was in and out in jail and everything, and then they encountered Jesus Christ, their whole life was changed, their worldview changed, and now they're running a charity, they're, you know, they're imp- impacting people's lives, they're helping people. It's night and day, isn't it? When you consider the difference between Jesus and not having Jesus. This makes a difference. And if we want to see people's hearts changed, Jesus gave us an answer to how, you know, we want to see the world change, right? But we've got to change individuals in the world. We've got to change the belief systems. We've got to change people's hearts. How do we do that? There's a powerful message that you and I have. No surprise coming from me, is it? (laughs) It's called the gospel. (laughs) The gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. Notice, for everyone who believes. See, it's so important what we believe. Now, some of us might be going, well, so what? Does it really matter what's in people's brains? Well, yes, it does. I want to give you a contrast between a couple of worldviews probably the main two worldviews in our society, when you compare God's word, a worldview based on God's word, and a worldview based on man's opinion. Because if you don't believe in God's word, if there's no authoritative uh, standard, if there's no foundation for believing what truth is, well, it's just your opinion versus my opinion. Would that not be true? And if you've got a your opinion versus my opinion, then it has very, very different consequences in life than it has for someone who believes in God's word. God's word's powerful. God's word's transforming people's lives all around the world. The more we get into God's word, and if if nothing else from today, I'd encourage you to go home and read God's word. Make sure that your worldview is in line with God's worldview. And we find that in the scriptures. That's how we know whether we're lining up with God or not, by reading the word. Now, if we believe in God's word, we're going to believe that God created the world. He's made us, right? And if he's made us, he's made us in his image. And that's a beautiful thing that God, we're not just an insignificant lump of atoms that came together by chance. We are precious in God's sight. He's made us. We're intrinsically valuable. We have worth, we have purpose, we have meaning. What a different starting point to man's opinion and evolution. You're a product of random processes. You're just chemicals. You're just molecules. There's no difference between you and a slug. You're both molecules. There's really no difference. We're just all animals. The strongest survive, the weakest die out. Wow. But if you've got that starting point, where does that lead? Where does that go to? Well, the weak in society, like old people, and crippled people, you know, handicapped people. I mean, we really should just euthanize them all because they're a drain on society. Come on. Strongest survive, weakest die out. Hitler. 
genuinely believed he was doing the right thing. He was purging the world of those awful Jews. They, you know, they was getting rid of them out of the gene pool so that the humanity could be a better place without Jews. Murdered six million Jews. Why? He had a worldview that believed strongest survive, weakest die out. They were weak. They were vermin. Don't like the Jews. Let's get rid of them. The world will be a better place. I'm doing the humankind a favor. You should be praising me. This is the consequence of worldviews, isn't it? Let's have a look. Let's go through um, God's word. We believe in creation. We believe in, in laws. We believe in the laws of the universe. We believe in gravity, don't we? We believe in a whole lot of things because God has set things in place so we know that we can rely. I mean, the, 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 the universe is finely tuned. It's incredible how God's made it. And all these laws, where did they come from? They came from the lawgiver, <laughs> the one who created the universe. I mean, if I, if I drop something, right, I know it's going to drop. I, I don't go, you know what? I don't believe in God. Therefore, laws could change day by day, couldn't they? I mean, if there's no lawgiver, there's no eternal God that's put walls in space, I mean, that could just float up. Oh, it didn't. Okay. Why can't it change? Why can't it be different today than, than yesterday? Laws could change, couldn't they? We believe in, we've got stability in what we believe. Um, marriage. We believe that God made Adam and Eve, a man for a woman. We believe that the, the marriage is central to our society. It's the building blocks in which we build our society on, marriage and families. And so we believe in, in a man and a woman in marriage. That is our definition of marriage. The law can change the definition of marriage, but it doesn't change what marriage is. Standards, morality. If you don't have God's word, well, who's to say what's right and wrong? Anything could be right and wrong. It's just your opinion versus mine. If I can justify it, I can do it. But not according to God's word. Why? Because we've got a holy God who says this is right and this is wrong. And that's why our laws today in the West are based on the Ten Commandments. Our common law is based on the Ten Commandments. Why? Because it's God's standards. We're based on Christian principles as a society. The amazing thing that I find in all these arguments in society and the criticism of Christians today in the media the very reason that we can have freedom of press, freedom of speech, freedom of religion is because our society is based on Christian principles. Try going and saying your opinion in Saudi Arabia if it, if it differs from the, from the government or the, or the Islam and see how far you get. Try going and setting up a church in, in, South, in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'll just start a church up. Ah, no. You're either going to be killed or imprisoned, right? Because there isn't freedom of religion. There isn't freedom of thought, of freedom of speech. They are Christian principles that, that we have fought for, right? And our nation is based on the, the, the amazing thing is that people are borrowing from the Christian worldview in order to argue against Christians. The very reason that we can argue and have robust debate in our society is because of Christian principles. The very reason that we have the laws we have today that people are now intent on changing and some terrible things are happening were because they're based on the Ten Commandments. They're based on Christian principles. Without God, everything's up for grabs. I go into prisons. You meet murderers in there. right? Now, some of those murderers are going, well, hey, that guy deserved it. 
Again, they think they're doing the, the world a favour by getting rid of this guy. Oh, he was an awful person. The only thing they regret is, is not getting away with it. You know what I mean? But is it wrong to murder someone? <laughs> yes. It's not whether they deserve it or not. You see what I mean? Everything can be justified. Everything can be twisted around if we don't have a foundation based on God's word. Morality. And let's face it, there is no morality without God. You talk to an atheist and you say, and they go, there is no morals. They honestly say that. There isn't, nothing's moral. It's just what society believes at the time. So you say to them, so, okay, so, you know, slavery was okay because most of society believed it. Oh, yeah, well, we've evolved since then. I say, but, but what, is it wrong or not? Well, yes, it is. And I say, no, 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 but you said that there is no morality. Is it okay if someone rapes your 13-year-old daughter? Is, is that fine? No. no. Well, why not? If we're just product of evolution, the strongest survive, the weakest die out. Hey, if a guy's stronger than a girl, why can't he just take her? You see, most people who hold to an evolutionary perspective, when it comes down to it, when push comes to shove, they really actually hold more to a biblical worldview than they do to an evolutionary. They believe in morality. They just won't admit it. <laughs> it's true. Meaning of life. Well, we have meaning in life. We have purpose. We have destiny because we're made in the image of God. God has created us. We know who we are. We know where we've come from. We know where we're going. We know that we've got purpose and meaning on this life. All the base questions of life are answered in Christianity. Christianity, the worldview, is the only worldview that holds consistently and coherently and makes sense of the world. Let's have a look at man's opinion. Well, we can see where this is going, can't we? If we believe in evolution, well, there, it's lawlessness, isn't it? Is that me? Something's creaking. Okay, uh, it's lawlessness. There is no laws. There is no right and wrong. There's no morality. And there's no reason to believe that the universe isn't going to change tomorrow. There's no consistency. Um, homosexual behavior. We've, we've had a law change, of course, that to, to say that marriage can be between two men or two women. That's not a biblical worldview. And how are we portrayed by the media? Is that me? Oh, I'm just bumping that, am I? I'll try not to bump that. Um, <laughs> how are we portrayed by the media? Gay haters. Do we hate people? We don't hate anyone. We love everyone in the world. But... We believe what God says, and God says that marriage is between a man and a woman. Just because we believe that doesn't mean we hate people. There's a great lie in our society that says, you have to agree with me, otherwise you hate me. That's not true. Imagine if you applied that same principle that they apply to other areas of life. Everyone would just go, everyone hates me. Because can you, have you ever found someone who agrees with you on everything? <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> Let me know. I'd love to meet that person. <laughs> I think I saw him in the mirror this morning. <laughs> he's, the, he's, the, he's the only one that agrees with me on everything. <laughs> it's true though, isn't it? So we can disagree but still love. Now I've got a homosexual cousin. He comes around for dinner all the time. I'm closer to him than I am to any other, my other cousins. 
right? I don't treat him any differently. I love him. But he needs to know Jesus Christ. And I'm not going to back down on what I believe as far as what marriage is all about. Amen? Pornography. We've got massive the problem in pornography. But it's just, I've read some statistics lately. It's just unbelievable how, uh, how many hits every day uh, are coming up on, on sites. It's like 80 billion a year. Something like that. It's just, I'm like, how do people have that much time? Like, it's a, an epidemic problem in our world. And again, it comes from a basis that do we actually respect women? If we have a biblical worldview and we say that we're made in the image of God, we're precious in God's sight, and that sort of behavior is degrading. If we come from a biblical worldview, Jesus said if a man looks at a woman and lusts after her, he's committed adultery with her in his heart, right? So if we view that, we're committing adultery in our heart. Do we want to commit adultery? No, we want to live pure lives for God. So this is, this is a massive problem, and it's a massive problem even in the church, right? So again, what, where is your worldview? Where does that come from? Is it based on God's word? Or are we just walking in the flesh rather than in the spirit? It's a challenge. Abortion. Last week, our state, Queensland, has now decriminalized abortion. Now, no woman has ever been prosecuted, to my knowledge, for having abortion. The people who should be prosecuted are the people doing it, the abortion clinics. But there's been certain allowable things where someone under certain circumstances can have an abortion. Now it's legal. It's basically free for all. If you get a scan and you've got a, a girl and you go, we don't want a girl, we want a boy, you can abort that girl and try again. Sex selection abortion. Basically you can abort for any reason uh, up until 22 weeks. Now 22 weeks... Premature babies at 22 weeks can survive. There's many babies that have survived at that, at that age. It's just horrendous. But then after that, the laws are so weak as to what can happen after 22 weeks, right up to birth for certain circumstances. Now, what are these circumstances? Well, emotional distress, you know, social, financial pressures. You know, If you can get the doctors to sign off on it, you can have an abortion right up to birth. Now, the day before the baby's born, well, it's a fetus, and you can abort it. But the day after, it's a baby. Hello? There's something just shocking about that. And that, to, to abort babies at full term, if you've got little people, you want, might want to put your hands in, your, in their ears, but that they, they induce a lady... As the baby's coming out, they twist it around so it comes out first. It comes through breech, so the, 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 the feet come through first, and they only birth the baby up until the head gets stuck. If the baby slips out, they've got a responsibility. They'll birth that baby. <laughs> they've got a responsibility to keep that baby alive. It's a full-grown baby. But if they, the head stops, it technically hasn't been born, and so then they stick a metal device in the head, and then they put a, a suction device and they suck out the brains and they use a faucet and they crush the skull and they pull it out. 
Now, we don't talk about this very much in the church, but that is an evil, an absolute evil that's happening in our society today. And we're doing very little about it as a church. But where does that come from? If we believe in evolution, if we're just molecules, then that baby is just a bunch of chemicals. If you don't want it, get rid of it. If it's an inconvenience to your life, get rid of it. It comes from this worldview. If we have a biblical worldview, that baby is a precious baby made in the image of God. It has intrinsic value. And that is just murder to get rid of that baby. It's a very emotional thing, this. And I think we should do more as a church, to be honest, about this. Um, it's just horrendous what's happening in our society. And the, 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 the reason that society's changing is because we've moved away from a Christian worldview. We're saying we're not a Christian you know, society anymore. We're a secular society. Who's heard that? Heard that on the media? We're a secular society now. Really? Do you want to go back to being a secular society? Pre-Christianity, what was life like in ancient times? Stronger survive, weakest die out. It was a cruel, cruel world. The things that we have today in our society that we take for granted have, are not naturally there in a natural civilization without having a Christian worldview. Education for all. We go, well, it's our right to be educated. doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. But the poor were never educated. It was only because of Christians that stood up and said, we, want, we believe in education for all. Why? Because God made everyone. And it doesn't matter whether you're rich or poor. We've all got rights. We all need to be educated. We all need to have a go in society. And as Christians, you put that in. The first schools came into being so we could read the word of God. Ironically today, some schools are removing the word of God from schools. And the schools came about because we believed, particularly in the Reformation, where you know, a lot of people were illiterate at that time. They went, went to church, they listened to the priests, you know, and the priests would tell them lies, and they didn't know that it wasn't in the word of God. And so from the Reformation onwards, schools just started springing up because people believe we've got to learn to read so we can read the Bible for ourselves so that we can see what God's saying. And that's how schools came really into being. And it was for everyone, the commoners, you know, not just the rich. You really want to go away from, from God's word, from a Christian society? You're not going to have education for all. You're not going to have health care for all. You're not going to have a whole lot of things in our society. Woman... Women have only had the vote the last, what, 200 years, is it? Not even that. Sorry? Last. last 100 years. Who were the people who fought for women to have a vote? All of history, women were dominated by men, and they're like, well, you don't have the right to have a vote. We're going to say what's going on. And that's how the way it is. The Christians go, no, no, no. Women are made in the image of God. See, it's our, it's our perspective. Christianity is the great leveler. The Bible says there's no more Jew, no more Greek, no more male, no more female, for we are all what? One in Christ Jesus. There is no male and female. We're, not, we're, we're, we're equals. There's no hierarchy. We are equals in God, right? 
There's no uh, racism. Racism, Martin Luther King, the Reverend Martin Luther King, (laughs) who fought for the rights of all people to be treated equally. Well, yeah, he was a Christian, but it didn't have anything to do with what he was saying, did it? Of course it did. Because without Christianity, one race dominates another race. But with Christianity, there is no Jew, there is no Greek. We're all one in Christ Jesus. What a difference our world is through Christianity. We, as, we just don't appreciate today the world that we have. If we were born 500 years ago, our lives would be so much different. I'm so thankful to God that we were born in these times. As much as I moan about the world and what's going on in it, I'm so thankful to God. Because Christians like William Wilberforce and John Newton, who abolished uh, slavery, you know, Christian people, why did they, everyone else was going, there's no problem with having slaves. You can own another human being. It's okay. Why, why, why are you stopping us having slaves? They honestly believed it was okay. Most of society believed it was fine. Christians rose up and said, no. God's made everyone equal. Black people are not animals. They're not our slaves. They are people made in the image of God. And they fought for them. And now today we'd look back and go, oh, that's horrific. How could people believe that? But most of society believe that. Our society today, our Judeo-Christian society, built on God's word, is the foundation of who we are. And it's starting to crumble because we're starting to go more secular And it's going to do a complete reversal and go back to what it was if we're not careful. That's why we've got to to stand and fight. But how do we fight? For me, as an evangelist, I believe we need to change people's hearts. We need people to be converted. We need people to be changed from the inside out. We can try and modify their behavior, but we need to change their worldview. And to change their worldview, we've got to what? We need to preach the gospel. So much more I want to say, and uh, we've all probably run out of time already, haven't we? Um, I'm just going just to bring one more slide, and then we'll finish. I'm, I am preaching again in another month's time at the next um, thing. So we're gonna, I'm going to do some more on worldviews. We're going to look at religions, and we're going to look at how all the different religions of the world fit into the five major worldviews. And we're going to have a look at those five major worldviews, and then we can see from that uh, how... The only logical, consistent, coherent worldview that makes sense of the world is Christianity. And so we'll see that next time. But uh, let's just have a look at what or who shapes your beliefs. For a lot of the world, family is the thing that shapes their worldview. Rather than truth, it's whatever family you're brought up in. So if you're brought up in a Buddhist family, you're likely to be Buddhist. If you're brought up in a, in a Muslim family, you're likely to be Muslim. Now, if I wasn't brought up in a Christian family, but I've converted to Christianity because I found it was the truth. And I think that every single human being has the responsibility to seek after truth, regardless of our upbringing, because our family shouldn't be the, the thing that forms our worldview the most. Truth should. <laughs> There's a big difference. What about this one? Uh, particularly for young people, Friends, life influences, massive influence on their life. But again, is that who we should be trusting? Really? Your peers? Do your peers really know what the world's all about, particularly when you're a teenager? Seriously, should they be your most major influences? What about the media? Popularity. 
I think there's a really interesting thing happening with the media these days because of the internet. TV, there is so much fake news on TV, and I don't want to you know, sound like Trump, but, <laughs> but there is. I know personally, I've, I've been to events, I've seen things in real life, and then I've seen the report of it on the, on the, on the news. I was saying this actually to my homosexual cousin last time we had dinner because we, we, we got onto the, the subject uh, of homosexuality and says, oh, and I said, you know, one of the problems in the church is that we're viewed as, as gay haters and it's just not true. And he said, well, your leaders are doing a great job of, of you know, uh, you know making, making it out like you are. And I said, really? I said, I have been there personally and I've watched a church leader being interviewed, filmed on camera. And I, a gracious man, I know him personally, Gracious man does not have any hatred towards homosexuals. He loves people. But then when I viewed it on TV that night, you've got a homosexual and the interviewer in a nice studio and they're all chatting and they're talking about how terrible it is with the church not you know, agreeing with homosexuality. They cut across to a slot of him and he was so edited that he was made to look out like an absolute bigot and they're like, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible. And I'm going... That is not what happened. I saw it with my own eyes. But you know what? People are getting onto this. They're starting to realize that the media is telling them how to think and what to believe. And they're going, you know what? I'm sick of it. And they're going to the internet and getting news and a bit more balanced news. They're having a look at this news and this news report. And they're going, oh, okay. They're saying completely different things. <laughs> they're all, every news out there seems to have a bias, either conservative or liberal, right? And they're saying, I, I don't, I'm, I'm over it. And they're going to other sources for their, for, their, uh, for their information. Denzel Washington, I don't know whether you ever saw a, 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 a reporter chasing him down the road or something and, and was asking him a question about something. He says, why asking me? I'm an actor. I'm not a politician. It's like, you know, as if I should have all the wealth of knowledge on all this stuff. You know, like he just called them out and goes, oh, but shouldn't you have an opinion on thing, things that are going on in the media? He says, well, I don't watch the media. And they were like, what? <laughs> you don't watch the media. How do you know what's going on? And he said something brilliant. He said, if I, watch the me- if I don't watch the media, I'm uninformed. But if I do watch the media, I'm misinformed. And he walked off. And I'm like, I like that guy. <laughs> that is so true, isn't it? Anyway, um, I'm supposed to be finishing. This is an evangelist finishing, by the way. Um, evangelistic. My, and my final point... <laughs> No, I've only got two more, and then we'll, uh, then we'll talk more next time. Uh, comfort. Some people, their whole worldview is based on what is going to work for me. What's going to be the most comfortable for my life, that's what's going to do it. Not on truth, on comfort. Friends, family, media, comfort, none of those things are the things that we should build our worldview on. We need to build it on truth, and we need to be truth discoverers. And I'll tell you, I know where I can find the truth, And it's not a concept, it's a person. (laughs) Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And uh, when we explore this, and we're going to explore this more next time, invite people along. Uh, I'd love you to invite them along. It'll be a great time where we can actually have a good, honest look at the different religions, where they fall into different worldviews, and uh, hopefully it'll be inspirational. Hopefully today's been encouraging for you. And to get into God's word, to align your worldview with God's word, and to, you know, and to see what a difference preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel with people can make. If you don't have the G7 on your phone, little plug, 
Get the Gospel in 7, the G7 app, onto your phone. So you, it's a great, easy way of pulling out your phone and taking people through a gospel message because it could transform people's lives. It's the power of God unto salvation. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for, uh, for drawing us to a place where we were ready to receive you into our lives, where we were ready to accept and to believe and put our faith and our trust in you. It's only by your grace that we've come to that point. We're so thankful, God, that you've drawn us. We're so thankful, God, that you loved us so much that you sent Jesus for us. We're so thankful, God, that you've transformed our lives and that we can live the lives that we live and the peace that we can have through you. Oh, Lord, we're so grateful. We worship you today. We thank you today for what you've done in our lives. We pray that you give us a greater compassion for our society, for those around with different worldviews, that we may be able to reach out to them and show them your truth and share your gospel and see other people's lives transformed and changed and our world changed in the process. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Rock Christian Church Podcast. To be notified when the next episode is available, subscribe on our website at therock.org.au. You can also connect with us on Facebook at The Rock Christian Church. We hope you have been blessed today and we look forward to you joining us for our next episode.